thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. To the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. We're so glad to have you join us today for Jesus the Healer. Welcome. I've got a studio audience here and we're going to be students of the Word today. The reason we're going to become students is so we can become doers of the Word. So I invite you, go get your Bible, get a notepad, get pen and pencil and follow along with us. Make notes and uh, make some notes of some things that God's, God's dealing with you about when you hear us teach today. In looking to the Lord of what He wanted me to minister on in starting this series, He said, I want you to teach on the mind. And so what the Word talks about is us renewing our mind. And I tell you, it's something that applies to everybody because we all got one. Right. <laughs> I mean, nobody's going to get out of this world without having to deal with the mind, the thought right. life. And so God wanted me to teach on that, and it's my privilege and my joy to do that. Um, because we're in Christ, all the blessings of God already belong to us, health, healing, prosperity, victory, but whether or not we experience those blessings is going to have something to do with how we think. So it's wrong thinking that hinders the flow of these things that belong to us, or it's right thinking that gives access to the flow of these things. So that's why we want to make sure we think right. When we think right, we'll believe right. When we believe right, we'll speak right. When we speak right, we'll act right. That means we'll have actions that are in line with the word. So I want you to turn with me to first, excuse me, Second Timothy chapter one and verse seven. So if you have your Bible there, you can follow along with us. Second Timothy chapter one. And uh, when we talk about our inheritance in Christ, all the blessings that belong to us, don't leave out a sound mind. I tell you, one of the greatest blessings is a sound mind. 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7, and this is the King James translation. It says, for God has not given us the spirit of fear. So notice fear is a spirit. It's not just a feeling. It's not just an emotion. Now, it will affect your feelings. It will affect your emotions. But it is not just a feeling. It is a spirit. And the good thing is, it's a spirit we have complete and total authority over. So when fear comes, you are authorized to say, speak to it and say, fear, I resist you in Jesus' name. So it says, God has not given us a spirit of fear. Notice he's not dealing with you through fear. He's not going to lead you through fear. He's not going to, he's not going to sway you through fear. He's not, he's not using fear to make himself known to you. And um, so God has not given us the spirit of fear. But what has he given us? He's given us power, love, 
and look at this, a sound mind. So notice fear comes against, it comes against what God's given us. It tries to keep us from operating in the, the authority or the power that belongs to us. It tries to keep us from operating in love, that walking in love, but also fear will attack a sound mind. And so we have to make sure that we recognize that when fear tries to come and tries to affect our thinking in a negative direction, we know God has nothing to do with that. So if God has nothing to do with it, we give no room to it. We don't give it room. We don't turn wrong things over in our mind because God's not teaching us or dealing with us through any feelings or thoughts of fear. I want to read to you out of the Amplified Classic Translation. I love the wording on this. It says, For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, of cowardice, of craven and cringing and fawning fear, but He has given us See, notice we already have it. He has given us a spirit of power. He's given us a spirit of love. And notice what else he said. And of calm, well-balanced mind and discipline and self-control. So this lets us know what kind of mind God authored for us. A calm mind, a well-balanced mind, a disciplined mind. Now look at that, a disciplined mind and a self-controlled mind. One that is not free of restraint. You have restraint that God has given us a mind that, that uh, is to be brought under the restraint of the word. And uh, so this is the kind of mind he authored for us. No matter what circumstance comes, no matter what opposition shows up, God never intends for you to lose a calm mind. He never intends for you to lose a well-balanced mind. He never intends for you to lose a, a lack of discipline over the mind or lack of self-control, no matter what the circumstances. Now, 1 Corinthians in chapter 2 and verse 16, the King James, it says this, we have the mind of Christ. Now, the Amplified Classic translation of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16 says, but we have the mind of Christ, the Messiah. Look at this phrase, and do hold the thoughts, feelings, and purposes of his heart. So I want you to see that. Hold the thoughts. The mind of Christ is your mind is held on the right thoughts. To enjoy a sound mind, we have to hold to his way of thinking. To have the mind of Christ, uh, if Jesus didn't allow it in his thought life, we don't allow it in ours. We hold the same thoughts he did so that we can walk in the mind that belongs to us. Amen. Now, thank God for the word. Look at this. This Bible, the word of God is the thoughts of God. He wrote down his thoughts. Why? Because he wants us to make his thoughts ours. So think of that. God offers us his thoughts. It's amazing. He, he, we don't even have to come up with the right way to think. He shows us the way a sound mind thinks. He shows us the way a calm mind thinks, the way a disciplined mind thinks, and it's his thoughts. So since he offers us his thoughts, how about we take them? <laughs> he offers them to us. He cannot force us to take his thoughts. It's up to us to choose yeah. his thoughts. So when circumstances come that challenge the mind, that try to trouble the mind, you have a choice to make. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
Remember what Deuteronomy it says. God says, I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. And then he gives us the answer, choose life. So he tells us, he reveals to us the difference between life and death. He reveals the difference between blessing and cursing. And then he tells us which one to choose. So notice, although he reveals it, we still have a choice to make. When a circumstance shows up, when a troubling thought shows up, you still have a choice to make. You're going to have to choose either a thought of the word or the thought of the feelings. Right. Is that not right, y'all? Right. I mean, you have to make a choice. Uh, you don't just make this choice once. Right. Every day, you make the choice to have your mind to go the direction of God's thoughts. Because there's going to be other thoughts offered you. Thoughts of fear, thoughts of doubt, thoughts of worry, thoughts of panic. Uh, these things come. They're going to come to you, but God authorized you to make a choice and he empowered you to make a choice. And then he shows us what a right thought looks like. Amen. So know this, our lives are a picture of our thought life. We can look at our lives and know what we're thinking on. You understand that? That what we're thinking about shows up in our daily life. So, uh, if our life needs improving, that improvement's going to begin up here with the thought life. If something, let's say your finances need to increase, then something in the thought life has to increase. Something of your health needs to increase, then something up here has to increase. Anything, anything that needs improving in your thought life, the mind is where the change begins. For the believer. Now see, God has given us, he's, he's put his life in us. Amen. He's put his nature in us. So what we have to do is allow, draw on that life, draw on that nature, and let it start directing the way we think. Because although life is in us, although the nature of God is in us, if we think wrong, it will hinder the flow of that life. It'll hinder the flow of God's nature. And so right thinking allows the nature and the life of God to come out rightly. It allows it to flow in every circumstance of life. So to improve our lives, we have to do something with the way we think. Bring it into in line with how God thinks. Now, God has given us his word so that we can come up in our thinking. You know, every single one of us were raised in a different home. And in your home, there was a system of the way your home operated. Right. Every home is different. One isn't necessarily more right than another. Just it's that system is determined by the authority of the parents. That they, they, uh, they choose what they allow or what they don't allow. And you're raised under that system. So we're raised under all different systems. But when we were born again, now God's our father. We come into his family. And now he brings us and reveals to us his system. <laughs> so what is his system? Here's a system. His word is his system. So if we want to be blessed and live under the blessing that is ours, if we want that blessing to flow unhindered, we stay with his system. You understand that? You remember growing up, uh, mom told you to do something or dad told you to do something. That was their system going into play. And you decided not to do it, then you suffered for it. <laughs> Why? Because you violated the system. Well, God is letting, you, letting us know if we stay with his system, the devil cannot gain entrance. 
So uh, God is letting us know that when we stay in the system of his thinking, the system of his ways, that that's where the blessings will flow unhindered. And so he's given us his word so that we can come up into his system, his way of thinking. Now, because he's given us his word, it is our responsibility to take on those thoughts. God cannot force these thoughts into our mind because we're free will moral agents. He offers us his thoughts, but he does not force. And see how different that is from the devil. The devil suggests something to the mind, right? And it bombards and it feels like he's trying to take your option or your choice away, but no thought can take your choice away. He'll bombard to try to get you to think the choice is already made for you. But the choice is still yours. When a negative thought, a troubling thought tries to bombard you, you're authorized to say, no, you don't. You cannot take my choice. And I choose the thoughts of God. I choose peace. I choose the word. And so your choice can never be taken from you. But God will never force you into his way of thinking. His way of thinking is chosen. Praise God. Amen. So we must take God's word and renew our minds That means discipline our thoughts to come in line with his word. Now, a renewed mind is a disciplined mind. Disciplined to only allow it to go, the mind to go a certain direction. You know, there are times that times of crisis have shown up in our family, just like in most families, these things show up. And one of the things I'd talk to my kids about is do not let your mind go that direction. Because if you let your mind go the wrong direction, you got to come back out of that direction to get back onto victory territory. So it's just better not to even go that direction to begin with. And that's what a disciplined mind is. You recognize if I think wrong, if I allow wrong thoughts in, that it's I'm only going to go further in the wrong direction. And then it takes me further and longer to get back out of that place. So you just learn it's just easier not to go there. You know, as a, as a kid growing up, you might have tried talking back to mom and daddy and then you, you, there was a penalty for it. If you're smart, you learn, just don't even go that way. <laughs> don't even try to talk back. Don't even try to argue with them because it doesn't turn out well. Well, that's what wrong thinking does. Don't even go the direction of wrong thinking. Don't even go the direction of troubled thinking because it's not going to turn out well. So just don't even go there. <laughs> that's what a disciplined mind is. You decide, I will not go the wrong direction. Now, growing up... Um, my mother, now there were four kids in our family. I was the youngest of four. And my mother, she was able to stay at home with us until I was probably about in the third or fourth grade. So our younger years, she was able to be very present at home. Now, my dad was a cotton and wheat farmer there in southwest Oklahoma. And he was gone all the time and so uh, working. And so mother was able and she was well able to handle all four of us kids. I mean, she could, she could straighten things out. And um, so mother had some rules in her house. And one of the rules of her house was this, is that you don't go into three places. And so the three places that was the rule of her house is you don't go into her living room. Her living room was where guests were received. 
So she didn't want toys in there when she had guests. Because back then, you know, I don't know so much people do it so much now, but back then people just dropped in unexpectedly all the time. They didn't text you and tell you they're coming. They didn't call you and tell you they're coming. They just showed up. And in our part of the country, you didn't even knock on the door. You just walked in and called out the name, you know. And so you never knew when guests were going to show up. And so mother did not want toys and our stuff strung out in the living room. So mother did not allow us to have anything in the living room. We weren't even allowed to go in there because she said, that's not your room. That's my room with my guests. The second place we couldn't go was her bedroom. She said, that's the place where we go to rest and get refreshed. You're not going in there. You got your own bedroom. <laughs> so the second place we couldn't go was the bedroom. And the third place we couldn't go was her purse. <laughs> she said, you didn't put anything in and you're not taking anything out. Right. So she didn't want to, you know how kids will get in there and play with car keys or a wallet or something. Then when she goes to find it, it's gone because a kid made it a toy. <laughs> so those three places we could not go. She disciplined us so that we did not go into those places because we knew if we went in those places, we were going to have to deal with her and she was going to deal with us. So uh, if someone has undisciplined children that come over to visit at the house, what happens with undisciplined children? They touch what they shouldn't touch. They go where they shouldn't go and it causes problems. Right? So to have a peaceful home, you have to discipline the children, right? Undisciplined children rob a home of peace. Well, if undisciplined children will do that for a home, what do you think an undisciplined mind will do for a life? That an undisciplined mind will rob you of peace. An undisciplined mind will touch into things it has no business touching into. It will go places it has no business going. If we ever even looked like we were going to go into mother's living room, she stopped us because she was disciplining us not to go where we shouldn't go. Wrong thoughts will take your mind where it shouldn't go. Troubling thoughts, fearful thoughts, worried thoughts, will take your mind into places it shouldn't go. And when you're in places you shouldn't be, peace is lost. Mm -hmm. Joy is lost. Mm -hmm. Faith is affected. Mm -hmm. And so many times people think the devil is their problem when really the real problem lies with an undisciplined mind. We should have a louder amen. Amen. <laughs> because we would love to push it off that the devil's doing right. this and the devil's doing right. that. But God has given us his word. So by this word, we can corral our thoughts, keep them in line, keep them in the place of God's ways, keep them in the flow of God's thoughts. And his word helps us keep boundaries. And to have boundaries is a safety. You know, whenever uh, I travel quite often and I'll go to different hotels and sometimes they'll put me on an upper floor of a hotel and sometimes there'll be a balcony. And every time you have a balcony on an upper floor, there's always a railing. That railing is not there to hinder me. It's there to protect me and safeguard. The thoughts of God will never hinder you. They will safeguard you. They will keep you in the right place so that you don't overstep. 
and go into wrong territory. Go on to the devil's territory because those are wrong things, wrong places. So we must discipline our minds and our thought life to not take the thoughts that the enemy offers us or even just unrenewed thinking offers you. And so recognize, and I remember something God said to me years ago. He said, all I want you doing is practicing peace. Well, I knew that that's what he wanted me to emphasize that I paid particular attention. Have you ever noticed that there's always something God's dealing with you about? Pay attention to that because what is he doing? He's trying to prepare you for what is ahead. Because the Bible says that God makes us the head, not the tail. What's that mean? We're in front of things, not behind them. The head's in the front of the body. The tail's in the back of that movement, right? And so God has made, he'll make us the head, not the tail. He'll put us in front of situations. And the way he puts us in front of situations is he prepares us. Uh, So God said to me, all I want you doing is practicing peace. Now what, listen to that phrase, practicing peace. What is practicing peace? That means I was to pay, I was to pay strict attention to every thought. Pay strict attention to what I allowed myself to think on when I wasn't really thinking much. (laughs) What are you allowing yourself to touch into? You know, ladies, you know, us ladies, we can take time getting ready, right? Putting on our makeup, doing our hair. And before you know it, your mind has wandered. And you don't even recognize that your mind is watering. You could be driving down the road in a car and find that for 15 minutes you've been thinking about something that's troubling. A disciplined mind, a a mind that's practicing peace is paying attention. Paying attention to what you're allowing yourself to think on. So uh, practicing peace. I remember... Um, there was, there was a situation that had arisen with me and, uh, I was disappointed that a certain situation had arisen. And so I was sitting and I was just getting dressed one morning and I was thinking about that. And I was thinking, I wish that situation wouldn't have come up. That was unnecessary for that situation. And I was just disappointed in how it came up. And about 15 minutes into thinking that, uh, the Spirit of God spoke to me and said, now you can think about that if you want. But if you're going to think about that, you're going to have to give up fellowship with God. Now think of that. <laughs> what you're thinking about is going to move you further into fellowship with God or further away from fellowship with God. And so when he said, all I want you doing is practicing peace, then I paid attention to the thoughts that came. I paid attention to the thoughts that I allowed to turn over in my mind. Is this bringing me further into the way God thinks or is it bringing me further out of the way God thinks? So this is called practicing peace. Now, I like this phrase because the Spirit said this to me. Look at the word practice. Peace has to be practiced. No one is good at anything. Just no one's born good at something. 
You might have a grace, a talent, an ability, a bend towards something, to where something comes easy for you, but no one ever reaches skill without practice. That's true whether it's spiritually, mentally, physically. Spiritually, it's true. The things that are ours in Christ have to be practiced. So God said to me, all I want you doing is practicing peace. So I, may, I paid a particular attention to that. So I paid attention. If a thought didn't bring, if a thought didn't bring me into peace, I reject it. I, I refuse to turn it over. If a thought didn't, uh, didn't if I could say this, increase my joy level, then I, re, I resisted it. You say, well, Pastor Nancy, how did you resist it? I didn't try to get rid of it by thinking. I got rid of it by speaking to it. You cannot outthink wrong thoughts. You cannot outthink troubling thoughts. Listen, the mind is Satan's arena. He is skillful in the mental arena. That's why God has made us spirit beings that we're skillful in the spirit arena. Amen. 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 And Jesus has made us master in the spirit arena, in the arena of faith, but it's up to us to practice that mastery. And so the devil will bring thoughts, and you cannot equal him in your thought life. And what I mean by this, if he brings a thought, you can't bring another thought just out of your own thinking that will... Uh, that will win, you're going to have to bring a higher thought. What is that? A God thought. (laughs) A thought of the word. Because when the devil comes, you can't just bring a lower thought. You can't just bring it here. (laughs) You've got to bring a higher thought. And you've got to not just think it, but you speak it. And so any wrong, difficulty, troubling thought speak that answer. Speak the answer to that thought. If the devil says, you're going to lose your home, you're a liar, devil. My God supplies all my needs. You're getting sicker. No, I'm not. He's my healer. Amen. We have to practice right thoughts. We have to practice peace. Uh, I, I, uh, I want to pray for you today. I don't know what you may be facing, but I know this, that every single one of us, we have to deal with our thought life. And so I want you to recognize that every day, pay attention to your thought life. If something is not out of God's system, God's word, then you bring your thought in line with his word, his system. Amen. But uh, every one of us have to deal with that. But there are some that you may be facing bombarding, troubling thoughts. And you say, Pastor Nancy, I need help getting past some of this. Well, I want you to know the power of God's present right where you're at to help you. So, Father, I release my faith with those that say that they need help in the mind. Satan, I say you take your hand off their mind in Jesus' name. Bombarding, troubling, harassing thoughts, you take your hand off their mind. And I speak for the peace of God to come into their mind, the peace of God to rise up on the inside of them and dominate in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 
I tell you, it's my joy. I'm so glad to get to share something with you. Uh, this book, we want to get in your hands. I'm teaching out of that, A Sound Disciplined Mind. You can get hold of it. Go to our website at deframeministries.org and get hold of it. We'd love to get it in your hands. God bless you for joining us. Remember, Jesus is the healer. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. Please join us for our Dufresne Ministries Miracle Crusade in Fredonia, New York at Family Church Fredonia, August 14th through the 18th. Come expecting your miracle. For more information, visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. If you need prayer, please call our prayer line. We have trained ministers on staff who are ready to agree with you for your miracle. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.